This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Joining us on the line to unpack uh, the day's market activity is Makwe Masilela um, from Makwe Fund Managers and reflecting on those markets today. The also index was in the red at close of business down 0.12%. Financials also reddening 0.82%. Resources 10 counters, that's mine, is there uh, down 0.28%. They're very interesting though. Uh, the winner of the day today's multi-choice group, they were up 266 percent at the close of business. That's something we don't hear often. Marco, good evening to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Good evening. Okay, thank you so much for being with us today. Let's talk about today's market performance. A rather downbeat one, actually, maybe outside of industrials, uh, we really did see a bleak one. You know, I think we managed to recover most of the losses. You know, to think that we opened down 0.9% and at some point we were just done over a percent. And because basically market initially failed to pull the U.S. Fed and overreacted when the Fed sought to reset expectations and that of how soon and how fast they will cut interest rates this year as inflation goes down. But the Fed at least... Uh, managed to cement at the end of the end of their aggressive campaign to push interest rates up, and we've seen the POE as well. They left their rates unchanged, but the stocks, as I said earlier, regained some, if not all, of the earlier losses. And that after we saw data from the U.S. indicating further labor market cooling, and remember that's ahead of the most important report tomorrow, which is the U.S. job numbers. We're also seeing uh, the Bank of England, uh, you know, keeping rates the same, but hinting towards uh, the fact that market speculations about cuts is uh, correct. And also uh, coming out of the Eurozone CPI coming in, really showing a sharp decline. They're the kind of numbers uh, we're looking to see. So, so far, so good, Mark Way, in terms of seeing interest rate cuts in the second half of the year. You know, and it has not been a problem that it's going to cut. The problem has been the timing. Mm. And I think we were over-optimistic when we thought the U.S. would start cutting by March and then being the de facto leader when it comes to setting uh, interest rates, then if they could have done that, then we would have expect other guys to follow suit, you know, and start cutting. So I think here yeah, we're not questioning whether we're going to cut or not. The question here is the timing. Well, we are all hoping that we do see that cutting. Uh, Let's get into some company news. One very exciting news uh, coming out of multi-choice with Canal Plus, uh, that French media company, making a very bold bid to buy out multi-choice. A very interesting one. Um, this company had been building uh, stocks in multi-choice little by little. But I guess now the stocks are cheap enough for anybody to go in. Definitely, and you are right, you know, currently the guys own 21.7% of multi-choice, and this will be a strategic expansion for them into the African pay television market, and multi-choice is a major player in that, and yes, as you said, that will be almost a 40% premium compared to yesterday's close, and for all the shares that don't own that, guys, this is still non-binding, indicative offer, and only, and only after completing due diligence, they will deliver a firm offer. But we know Pecom here, we've got very strict media ownership regulation, so it might be good news for shareholders, but other interested parties might oppose this whole deal. And if all goes well, the guys will end up with almost 15 million subscribers, 
And anyway, for multi-trust to strive in Africa, they will require some strategy to enhance their scale and also to strengthen their local and global expertise. Could this be, uh, you know, the balance sheet and the expertise that multi-choice uh, does need to be able to fight against, you know, the likes of Netflix? In my mind, uh, you know, Makwe, they had already put together a very strong value proposition with their Showmax 2.0. Uh, but of course, this is uh, even more than what they're putting forward there. Definitely, the guys need money. So as big as they are, they need to pick up other, you know, for them to be able to continue with those ambitions to grow their show max story, you know, as you said, that they've put plans together, but those plans definitely need some cash. And other than that, you know, if they combine with somebody who's been operating in Africa for the past 30 years, that will also strengthen their business cases. So, yeah, it is a very solid case, but they still need the funds. Very exciting times ahead. Tungela Resources has opened a Dubai office for a new export marketing team. What does that mean? It's a very exciting one, I guess, uh, because if Tungela is still exporting and opening new offices, it means the investment case for coal still stands. Definitely. I remember this company was unbundled from Anglo-American. So it's not surprising that Anglo-American has that exclusive agreement. So, which is coming to an end now. But now the guys, what they're doing, remember as well, they did buy a mine in Australia. So for them, the guys are making themselves available to start playing in the big space. And that gives them direct access to markets and help them to strengthen their relationship with their customers. And I think their timing as well to acquire that mine in Australia was great. And now lately we can see that we've got problems with our logistics, especially at the coal terminal. So all that thing is that now we're starting to try to play with the big boys. Of course, uh, last stories uh, this evening, looking at European banks, Deutsche as well as BNP Paribas. Let's talk about them more. Deutsche Bank looking at cutting 3,500 staff jobs there, uh, but will pay a dividend. <laughs> it shows about where they are in terms of priorities. And of course, a BNP Paribas are missing their estimates there. The harsh reality, at the end of the day, directors who have been appointed by the board, the board that has been appointed by shareholders, they are there to deliver for shareholders. So if it means they have to cut costs, and the cutting costs includes, you know, retrenching people so that the owners of the company can continue to realize something decent, then the guys don't hesitate to do that. As much as they usually tell us that their most important asset continues to be their employees, but things like this just indicate to you that, no, that's not the real story. And the guys, when it comes to BNP Paribas, the guys, they have, unfortunately, they missed their net income, which fell by 50% and also missed when it comes to lower revenue and slightly higher cost. So for them, it's more a question of missing, having, giving us the poor Q4 results. Markets were disappointed, hence we saw the stock falling around 9%. That's all we have time for this evening, Mark. We're always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for talking us through today's market activity. Pleasure. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That's Makwe Masalela from Makwe Fund Managers with your Thursday market wrap. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.